mics are live. Silence, please. Counting down. Three, two. <clears throat> and welcome to the Hustlers Huddle, a podcast about you today. Uh-oh. Hands up. Hands up. With Look me, out. I have my great... I was trying to think of a great word to say, and all that came to mind was great, because I had so many... So many descriptors for uh, you. Hey man, the way you started off the past couple of shows, like uh-huh. let's let's just stick with great. We'll just leave it right. there. Let's move on. Well, I haven't said my name yet. It's coming. That's true. What what is your name? Who are you? Well, today I'm Chris Whitwell, your favorite uh, economic light bulb. I'm that LED style, and I save you money, <laughs> you know. But I'm gonna brighten your life in the process. So. I like that, and I am guys as always, Chris Correa. Thank you all for joining us again on, on this movie. episode five of The Hustlers Hustle. Is it Quattro? No, man, come on. Just because you missed a day last week doesn't mean that we did. That's four. No, no, this guy's not huddle, a big Hustle Cinco or huddle? huddle. Did, did we miss that? What the did hustlers I, the Hustlers huddle? huddle? Huddle. Huddle. That's what I said. No. My PJ. Hey, that's why we got producer PJ here keeping us straight. My bad. Hey, so speaking of, PJ, how you doing today, man? Doing great. Thank you for being here. Big thanks to to our guests today. Thanks to the guys. Uh, just want to let you guys know that we are available. Check us out on our YouTube channel. It's The Hustlers Huddle. And uh, check us out on IG and Facebook at The Hustlers Huddle. And our Gmail address is thehustlershuddle at gmail.com. Which is why uh, PJ was so particular about the way I was saying it. He's only said it three times and, and knows it very well. It is, again, PJ? thehustlershuddle at gmail.com. Hey, be sure to email us, guys. If you love the content that you see, if you hate the content that you see, you have something that you want to critique or tell us Absolutely. that you want to see or hear, email us. If you're curious about being on the show or want uh, some some parts of the episode sent to you, whatever it is, email us. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, and something we'd like to do is start reading some of your emails. So it would be really great if we had either criticism or constructive criticism or good things, bad things, make it funny, whatever. We'll, we'll put it on blast. Yeah, 100%. After all, this is the podcast about... You. You. So without further ado, uh, PJ, do you want to introduce uh, our guest that we have here with us? Absolutely. We Today we have Mr. Scott Milgram. He is the CEO of Image360 here in San Antonio. And welcome to the show, Scott. Scott. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Welcome, man. Those are some, uh, I love those three letters together, CEO. It just CEO. has a certain ring to it, doesn't it? Oh. Feels good. Feels I prefer good. President, good. President Ninja, President. you know, whatever. What President doing? Ninja, yes, absolutely. You're still he in corrected me, that, and that's already, that's exactly how he, he asked me to uh, present him. So President uh, President Ninja. President Ninja. It's actually on my business card, President can, Ninja. Can I call you Sifu for short? Like her. Sifu. Sifu. When I said it all wrong. Can I call you Shift Through? Yeah. Is that what I'm saying? Because I know that you like to go through a lot of subjects, so, you know, hey. Like, I'm about light bulbs today. This is, never mind. This is the way this guy does. So, hey, Scott, we really want to thank you guys. Um, both PJ, thanks for introducing him. Scott, thanks for being here. Um, tell us a little bit about yourself, man. What brings you in today? Uh, where are you, where are you from? Are you from San Antonio? Oh, Who man. is Scott? Uh, Scott. Scott is a... Put that, uh, I, put that Scott graphic up, man. So people can get a better Scott look. got to San Antonio as quick as he could. No. Okay. Uh, Welcome. How long? B- born, raised California. Moved to San Antonio in 2004. So I've been here for... What is the math on that? 15 years? I don't, know. I don't look at the mortgage guy. 15 years. So. He looks at the mortgage guy like, uh, 360 months is all I know. Born and raised in California, moved to Chicago. Whereabouts in uh, California? Uh, I was born in San Francisco. Oh, cool. San Francisco, awesome. Fremont area, moved to uh, western suburbs of Chicago when I was in the sixth grade. Hated, Slide, uh, hated my parents for that. There? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There? I moved in, uh, I went from elementary school to sixth grade, which was 
junior high, so I went from one class to six in the you know overnight. And uh, how does that work? It was weird. Yeah. It was, I was pretty pissed off. Like going, I was a teenager, mad at my parents for making me move and going to cold weather and you know. Did you but, beat people up like me? Were yeah. you a bully? No, I was not okay. a bully. <laughs> hey, so, and I want to make sure that I understand the content here, just so that we're all kind of getting the vibe. So you're telling me as a teenager, you were pissed off? It's weird, right? That's, yeah, that's yeah. remarkable. Yeah. Wait, imagine. oh, I'm sorry. That was natural behavior. Uh, <laughs> yeah, as, a, as a teenager, <laughs> just general, I was a teenager. Well, it it's just, it doesn't generally sound. upset to be moved. But uh, no, it was great. I grew up in Chicago, learned to love it, and uh, turned the snow into to fun and play and learn to snowmobile and ski and do all sorts of stuff. I was just going to ask, and, what was yeah. your favorite uh, snow activity? Snowmobiling. That was the best best do you, part do you guys still partake do you get out there in the winters i don't i haven't been snow i'm still board still snowboard a little bit but haven't been mm-hmm. snowmobiling in quite a while it's one hobby i truly miss have you ever, have you ever been on a snowmobile before i have and the way i was going to say you know this man is a true snowboarder he, he didn't say i still snowboard he goes i still board oh let me yeah. correct myself <laughs> snowboard <laughs> for those of you that are out there that don't know bro because <laughs> i was going to ask what is board what does that mean uh, but well, actually, it's one right, so big ski. No. I've never really seen. What snow. does that mean to you, though? Because to me, snowboarding. PJ asked, you know, have you ever snowboarded? For me, man, it's almost like a. Uh, it's kind of a, a natural experience. Like you just glide with the board. And yeah, kind it's of awesome. Like, it's awesome. So I mean, you you probably done a lot more so than I've, me. So I've, I've had some of my best and my worst experience snowboarding. So I've broken two bones in my life. One, both snowboarding. Very Humerus good. bone in my arm, and I broke my collarbone a couple of years ago. So. Uh, that so collarbone had to hurt, huh? Yeah, it was actually it was instantaneous. Like I hit the ground and I went, Oh shit, it's broke. And uh Is I was it... in Vail and I was completely on the other side of the mountain and I had to have a ski patrol guy take me, you know, all the way back the other direction. So, so do you typically ski Vail or do you uh, travel? What's your No, uh... just wherever whatever trip we can squeeze in. That's cool. What's your so. favorite so far? Where's where would you recommend for uh, people that maybe aren't uh, as familiar? I mean with fit, you you can't beat Colorado. Yeah, Breckenridge, sure. Vail. So Jackson for, Hole. What does that mean? What does what does Vail mean? Because I'm oh. not familiar with that, and fortunately, I can help the other people that yeah, were born and raised in Texas. Point. It's a really rich town in Colorado. Oh, I thought it was a type <laughs> of like. Oh, I like to I like to snowboard Vail instead of uh, Anvil. Oh, like, oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, uh, like, yeah, oh yeah, <laughs> slalom and Vail and. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a resort in Colorado, so it's a city uh, town, I guess. Yeah, town. You know, uh, depending on what your definition of population wise, right? But it's they're beautiful, man. To uh, Scotts Point. Yeah, it's gorgeous. No shortage of money. Out there, shout, right? out, shout out to Vail if you want to like fly me in to check you out and maybe do a podcast there. Uh, hit us at thehustlershuddle at gmail.com. <laughs> One more time now, <laughs> for sure. We want that trip, right? Hey, so you said, um, you know, really anywhere you can squeeze in. You said Vail. Um, I know there's a lot of spots. I'll tell you guys something for you, Texans, you San Antonians, uh, that probably isn't maybe and no, no, Hayden isn't as nice as Vail, but. We like to go to Rio Doso, man. It's a I've heard that a lot, trip. actually. I've heard a lot about Rio Doso. Yeah, you got really Ski Apache up there. It's a, uh, it's a real cool town. You know, great artisan community. Um, mountains, obviously. And it's people. close. I it's mean, it's close. close. Biggest, biggest deal. Yeah. And very reasonable, very affordable. So you're not going to yeah. see some of the, uh, you know, the, the price that you would in Vail. I, I will say Vail's a little more uh, high-end, luxury yeah, kind of sure. ish. So that, that's for sure. For sure. What, uh, what else did you get into, man? You were in the snow. You mentioned snowmobiling. Snowmobiling. So growing up was mostly mostly snowmobiling. All those kind of – I'm a hobby junkie. Like I, I change hobbies all the time. So I go from one – I got to do all this, and then I do it a bunch, and then I can move on to something else. Um, so it's just been 
just a matter of the time of the year and what it is and where I'm at in my life. Just, okay, what do, what do we do next? So, so, so I, I can't let you move on without asking, what is it now? Uh, right now it's C10 trucks. Like that's my big thing is, is wait, wait, what, a, what? a C10 Chevy truck, 67 to 72 C10 truck. It's the most popular truck on the market. The, the picture we had up the, yeah, is that, that's me and my boys. So that uh-huh. is, that is, uh, uh, that's my boy junior. That's Ken Flores. That's my main man, Jerry Wolf. And his son Travis Wolf, and that's uh, Ken Flores' daughter. Shout out! Uh, so we uh, we have a whole group of guys. We it was literally just a couple guys who get together every Wednesday, and we would just wrench on trucks. And mm. not growing up as a mechanic, or my dad never worked on anything mechanically, so we I was kind of just drawn to it. These guys have all been mechanics, worked on trucks forever. So we all so. When you own a sign company, you have access to cool stuff, right? So I designed a logo, and we got a canopy tent made, and we got business cards and T-shirts, and you know we blew up this crew crew of five guys, and uh, and now we got people that you know they want to buy shirts and they want all this stuff. So it's it's been really really fun, and I get to learn and wrench on trucks whenever I can. So it's cool. Dude, so talk to me about that. So you say uh, you know you mentioned that you own a sign company, right? But it's it's beyond signs, right? Like yeah. it's uh, we do graphics or we <laughs> you do what yeah. graphics. Uh, <laughs> so on. absolutely. So Image Three Sixty, we were when I bought the company in two thousand four, it was called Signs Now. Okay. So it was a franchise sign company. Uh, a couple years ago, we decided corporate gave us the option to rebrand and go from a Signs Now to an Image Three Sixty. Where we were at in our business, we were much more than a speedy sign shop. We were, we had a lot of equipment that most sign companies don't have, so the Image 360 transition was really easy for us. That makes sense. So, so kind of more of a, a one-stop shop, kind of full suite versus, yo, we'll make your sign, we'll do a little over Right, we're, we're more than a quick banner shop. So, you know, we've got, I've got over half a million dollars in equipment that of, of equipment that does really cool stuff. And our existing customers knew that. So the image 360 was allowing us to kind of reach other clients that maybe didn't know, know we, what we were capable of. So, uh, and you mentioned was, 2004? Did 2000, I 2004 is when I moved to Texas, uh, moved in August of 04, and I bought the sign shop in November of 04. So you, you've so, had this business for 15 years. Yeah. So how does, all right, so this is, you know, for hustlers out there, right? How does a guy that, it, you know, from, from San Francisco into snowboarding and snowmobiling, you know, living it up into wrenching on trucks, right? Yeah. Transition all of that into a successful, for lack of a better term, advertising company, right? Because yeah. you're not just a sign company, yeah. you're, you're Image 360. Yeah, we're for full brand marketing, so. How, how do you get into that? What, what draws you in? What, what brings you in? My Chicago background, I was a graphic designer, and uh, I was going to school, and my literally, I was living with my parents, and my neighbor walked over, and he said, hey, we just bought a sign shop, and we need you want to come work for us. I was, I was a shoe salesman going to school as a graphic designer. And I was like, badass. That sounds way better than selling shoes. <laughs> you were Al Bundy, bro. Right, I was, Dude, I was. Yeah, you said it, yeah. <laughs> so I was just going to say, man, I'm like, yo, you go from literally, exactly. Literally shoe sales to, I walked in as a graphic designer and, and I worked at that shop so in Chicago for 14 years. How did... No, I was just a designer, just had a feel for it. And I liked being on computers and and uh, so it started out as just I was just a production guy, just walked, w- worked on a table, started weeding vinyl, and that's awesome. And that was. Would you say you're good with actual art? Are you are you now an artist? No, I mean I like to draw, but okay. nothing. 
I've never really pushed that How element. Have you transitioned so. into any of the uh, digital stuff? Now that you've, well, I'm holding one of my pen, you know, now that you can draw with a, a pen. And... I, have, I haven't. I, I have a vision for things. I just don't take the time to, to do the draw. And so I can mean, look at a, a job or an instance and I can see a vision of how I think it can come together. Hence the so, graphic. Yeah. <laughs> Is that what you're going to say? Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I stole one of those things. <laughs> I was going to say that. Right now, but I mean, he's. I knew where he was going, my bad. But he is right. Like, so, hence the graphic design. Like, yeah. you, you can see it, you can envision it, and then turn that concept into fruition and uh, deliver on a project to your customers. Yeah. So, you asked me how did I end up here right. in 04. So, right. I worked at a sign shop for 14 years in Chicago. Mm-hmm. I left was time to do something different, worked for the same guy for a long time. And I said, I was never gonna get in the sign business. I had a couple buddies that lived in San Antonio, came down to visit. One of my buddies says, why don't you move down here? I really didn't have anything holding me in Chicago. So I said, I'll put my house on the market and if it sells, I'll move. It sold in nine days. So okay, I guess I, I guess I'm moving. In Chicago though. In Chicago, Which, yeah. And that was 2003, 2004? Uh, 2004, yeah. Yeah, so there was pre-collapse, that's good. Oh, yeah, yeah. 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 It was great. Moved down here. Said I was never, I was never yeah, gonna get in the sign business again. <laughs> back, back then they used to do what's called a mirror check. You know what a mirror check is? Yeah. If you can see yourself in the mirror. No, or no. The mirror. You, you hold a mirror underneath your, your buyer's nose, and if it fogs up, they're breathing. Give them money. Give them <laughs> whatever they want. Give it to give them. It to them. Tell them to. <laughs> Take all of our money. Nowadays so. it's like, you gotta have a. 3,000 credit score if you want $50,000 from us. That's true. <laughs> Which That's is for true. the best. I mean, if you look at really kind of overall, not to get off point, but yeah. to Chris's point, I mean, you know, back in the day, man, like, yo, I got a house when I was 19. They were giving I money to that was the best thing. giving money to everybody. It worked out. Thank <laughs> God. <laughs> and it worked. Hey, shout out that. to that lender. Yeah. So 14 years, man, you're in Chicago. You're working for uh, just it was another. A, that, it was another. Industry. It was another signs now, actually. I was working for, oh, okay, at okay. the time, it was the single largest one-owner franchise. It was a $1.4 million store back in 2004. Nice. Uh, nice. So it was the number one center. So I learned a lot. The, the owner taught me a lot. And, and now you said you have over half a million dollars just in equipment. In equipment. Yeah. yeah. Talk about that for yeah. so that's, I, that's phenomenal, Scott. Yeah, it's been really it's been a really fun ride. Like it's been really, really cool. Um I've been super fortunate, very blessed. And I came down here with I mean I knew two people and I just I walked I said I wasn't getting the sign business, I was gonna do something totally different. And uh it was actually I was gonna do a network marketing company and, and that was what I, that was my dream and I realized that that wasn't really gonna get me where I wanted to go at the time. So I decided to look back in the sign business. So PJ's over here giving me hand signals and I can't read them. So yeah. you said, you know, you knew two people when you came down here. Yeah. And literally, you, you have like, a business. And what what did you do then? Like that's, you know, how did that start? And and like I think I know where you're going with that and and I want to know like some of the things that the different took organizations. A years. Yeah, that's it took some years time to get to that point. Yeah. So the, the funny thing is I had I didn't I didn't know what to do. I came in. I knew the sign business. I bought this company, and I was like, okay, I need to be able to pay my rent. So I, I literally went. That typically helps in business. Yeah, yeah. I, I created a plan for car dealerships. So I created these little stickers that you could stick on windshields of cars on a used car lot. And I went, and I would literally cold call, and I would pitch car lots. 
I can I would make these bins of vinyl lettering that they could peel off that said luxury or leather or four by four, and they could stick these little sayings on their windshields of their cars. Uh, and so they, everybody's and all the, seen these, right? So I mean, it was these are like popular. It was a it was a thing, and I I created a little spreadsheet that they could that's check off so an order, and and I would go in every week and be like, okay, let me refill your box, and that's how I started. That's literally how I started to kind of grow my business. So you you literally not to overplay the term, but you got out and you hustled, man. I did. Like I did. From the ground I hustled up. a lot. So yeah. all right, so so 15 years later, right here we are. Now you you know, I don't want to say you made it because I'm sure as a as an entrepreneur you're always striving for that next level. Yeah. But you've certainly got to a level of comfort, I would imagine, to where you know we talked about your previous 14 years ago being the largest, right, at 1.4 million, and then now here you are with a third of that just in equipment alone. Uh, wh- what along the way is one of the most uh, memorable experiences? Or you know, you talk yeah. about these vinyl boxes. Like, what are things that stand out like that? Where you're like, yo, this was a a pivotal moment. This was an epiphany where we were like, this is going to the next level. So PJ knows the answer to that one. But that, we want it from yo, you. Yo, yo, that we, was, we talk to PJ all the time. We don't want to hear from that, him. Let's hear from you, Scott. We have that to, was we the have apartment to, association. Apartment association. So so getting involved and getting into organizations that that kind of expand wait, your wait, reach, what right? Joining joining a networking group. So I I had a buddy of mine that was a, a roofer, and he told me you need to join the San Antonio Apartment Association. Okay, all right. Shout and out San Antonio Apartment Association. association. Yep. Scott Milgram, and, Image 360. And I said, what? The apartments? And he was like, man, they always need signs. And that literally was the changing point. And his... There's a lot of points. I'm not going to talk about that. So PJ's ex-wife was my ambassador. That's how we met. That's how we met. So we met through Casey. Casey was an ambassador through San Antonio Apartment Association. She... Entered, she basically brought me into the association and started introducing me around it. And that's really what started my career in the apartment association. So networking is networking the, is the key. The reason that you're where you're at today. Yes. Well, absolutely. but, but mm-hmm. weird. It's like we're onto something here. I, I don't know. I'm just saying we might be onto something. No, no, no. But here, here's what I would say that I think is, and correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like this stands out even more. You tried networking, you said, right? You tried to go and do, you built your own, you tried to. So it wasn't necessarily networking, it was strategic networking, right? The right relationship with the mm-hmm. right person that then in turn put you in front of the right people, absolutely, right? Absolutely, absolutely. So again, like I think we oftentimes get out there and we're like, yo, I'm gonna spread this huge, they call it the shotgun approach, or you know, whatever, parish or whatever you wanna call it, and just go out there and, and target everything. Whereas you're telling me that what made you successful was basically you can pin it back to a couple of individuals, yeah. right? They, yeah. they, they then put you in front of the right people to where now, and you're right, you know, you don't think of it off the top, but then if you really start thinking about everything an apartment uses signs for. Oh right, my gosh, like, it's unbelievable. Oh man, yeah. But you're absolutely right. There was, so I watched a guy, I would go to events and I would watch a guy who's actually a really good friend of mine now, and I would watch him at events and he knew everybody. And I'm like, I need to know that guy. Like, and now he's actually a really good friend of mine. We go boating together, we hang out. And uh, so it's, it's funny, We I took that vision and that kind of, scoped approach to networking and kind of blew off with that versus a shotgun approach you find find that that niche find that person and work your way that way so i i don't want to take it away from uh the networking because i like where we're going i think hey it is kind of the theme of the show but i've got to ask you talked about boating right you're talking about going out um with this one where do you guys boat what do you do two man i i saw that truck you pulled up and 
That's not that's not an old 1970 Chevy. What what pulls that boat, man? What what is Scott driving these days? That's that's a new addition to the fleet. Uh, to the, oh, to, oh, literally, oh, I just oh. I just bought that like two days like three days ago, like Saturday. Did you really? Congrats, congratulations, brand, brand sir. New, thank you. Not Seriously. only did I see it pull up, I should tell you guys, we're in a a genuinely kind of a soundproof studio. I could also hear it pull up. You know what I mean? So here we are doing sound checks. I'm like, what? Wait, what is that? Doesn't sound I, right. That's, I thought uh, my stomach was upset, guys. I'm over here with the headphones on, and I just hear. Oh, that's my bad. that's the new 2019 Dodge Ram 2500. Man, yeah, I'm so what do you think stoked. about that bad boy? Oh, I love it. I love it. It's my second Dodge. It's a it's a great truck. I what was it. your first Dodge? It was a 2015 Eco Diesel 1500. Okay, nice so, good truck. So I'm on two Dodges. Nice. Mine are a little older. I had a a 98. That full disclosure, when I was in high school down in Stone Oak, we used to have this place called the Spot. Bro, it was just a mud pit right at uh, Stone Oak and Evans. And now there's neighborhoods everywhere. I took this 98. It was the the lowest level Dodge. I don't know the whatever they were, right? But yeah. like vinyl seats, vinyl floors, stick <laughs> shift, dude, and just mudded it every opportunity. And that thing just kept. Going. I mean, <laughs> and so, uh, you know, a couple years later, you know, 10 years later, I bought an 09. Dude, it, it's not my primary vehicle. I keep it parked, but it's still going, man. It's just, I've, I've been really, really pleased with the uh, the Dodges, to be yeah, honest. Me so too. That's also when I saw that pull up, I was like, dang. When I bought the one in 2015, I thought I'd never be a Dodge owner. And seriously, it was I a, it was a fantastic truck. I don't typically keep vehicles that long because as a business owner it's a good transition to something else every couple of years and that one i kept for almost four and a half years it's pretty long for me i'm, I'm glad you touched on that because there's a uh, a lot of people don't realize the tax incentives and stuff by owning your own business right and a lot of people i remember before i got into the realm of entrepreneurship right and networking and hustling and everything like that i was just I knew some, you were going there i was a beat cop right yeah. and i didn't understand the world i learned the world like i feel a majority of people do right i would say i was pretty decent middle class kind of guy. I went to work, I did my thing, and I, a good friend of mine opened a gym and really hustled a lot, grew and grew and grew, and got to a point where he's buying 60, 80, $90,000 trucks through his company. And I'm like, this guy's cheating the system. But now I see it's not cheating the system because he's gotta pay $70 trillion in taxes every three months, you know? It's, yeah. And that's yeah, but that's a that's a catch though too because you can buy a sixty or seventy thousand dollar truck and it only saves you ten grand in taxes and you still got to pay that sixty right, or seventy thousand right. dollars back. But well, and yeah. you're not getting the same tax breaks you were getting a while back that's on true, those true. larger diesels and things like that because there was a time you're right where you could go out and buy that huge diesel and like you basically get it paid for in the tax breaks. You know? Yeah. Let me ask you. Oh, sorry. Come in on the mic. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, let me ask you this though. So for somebody that's not out there, you know what? Here's here's what's funny about this. So usually. They're yelling at me for being too much on the mic and being too hot, so I'm trying to be cognizant. But now i got to get Meanwhile, back to the he's talking like this. Yeah. So I was curious. <laughs> I turned around for those of you listening in the car. Yeah. It, was, it was pretty and funny I, here in the studio. Y'all got to check out YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> no, man. So what I was going to say before I got so rudely interrupted over here. Uh, so for people that maybe aren't in the position to buy the the fleet or mm. add to it right? <laughs> what, what you know coming up there's some other tricks i'm sure you've learned um man even if it's just quick little like you know i, I don't know do you have did you ever have a side hustle did you were there things that maybe you were able to do to to save some money deliver a better experience something that can help 
somebody maybe in a starting off position kind of get a, a better leg up, if that makes sense? Well, for me, it's always been equipment. Like, what is the oh. best investment you can do for your business is to get equipment that makes your business either run smoother or produce more. So that's a couple of years ago, I was at kind of a crossroads. I had what I thought was the good equipment. I couldn't afford some of the higher end, bigger stuff. Um, so I, I ran across the opportunity to buy a laser and I thought, cool, I can laser engrave mugs. Hey, awesome. Mean, I think what you awesome. mean is that was, that was the big laser. A laser. <laughs> Were there sharks with the freaking swimming with the lasers on their head? <laughs> But it was one of those opportunities Sorry, where you could. I just got it. I just got it. <laughs> Sorry, man. No, no, it's cool. There was, you know, so there was the the whole uh, Yeti cup craze, right? Like oh, everybody yeah, yeah. wants to laser engrave their Yeti cups. So I thought, okay, I'll get a laser engraver. Now it's become a tool in the shop that runs all the time. We're always making really cool stuff with it, and it was a minimal investment compared to some of the other things we bought over the past year. So. All right. So big question. Or go ahead. What's the coolest? Man, I have uh, so <clears throat> this past year, the end of October last year, I bought an HP R1000, which is a flatbed printer. It was the first one in Texas. Um, it was shout out it, HP R1000. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a it you, is a badass a machine. No, that was T, bro. Oh, yeah. Basically, it's a it's a flatbed printer, but. It's called direct to substrate. So you load material in it, it prints on the material. You take the material Flat, out. Flatbed like. Like bed of a truck or like flatbed like a five by ten table that Dude. you set things on and, All right, cool. and a and a print carriage runs back and forth and drops ink on it. Cool thing about it is flatbeds are brown for a long time. This particular machine is a latex water-based machine. So there's no solvents, there's no heavy buildups, and there's no toxics. The the ink is less toxic than a uh, UV or a solvent-based printer. So, so is that a big market now? People trying to get less toxic in well, like their Well, I think overall green ingenuity sure. green sustainability whatever sustainability is a big deal is a big deal like your favorite tax breaks we've been talking yeah. about yeah you can really you can really get so take it, advantage it makes of a difference a couple of jobs that i landed were because we were somewhat green and, awesome. and, and able to produce a product that was less toxic or something else that was out there so can, it's been a big deal can you guys do wraps we do because i've always had a it's like a bucket list thing I'm going to come to you. I've, Chris, we got to stop this right here. <laughs> I've always wanted my face on the whole side of my Nissan Sentra. Hey, I can do it. 60 isn't trying to go out of business, bro. <laughs> <laughs> to I just want to bring business. <laughs> oh, God. All right. That's all I want. We're going to make it happen. I can do that. We are going to make it happen. Screenshot yeah. that. Send it to it. me. I will do, I will do that. We'll get Absolutely. it on there. Pay for it. We'll get it on here. I, I don't doubt this. Whitwell has an uncanny way of making things happen. When you, <laughs> never mind. I don't even want to talk about this. Hey, one thing I do want to talk about, Scott. Yeah. Um, so we've talked a lot about your business. Honestly, I, I love and I do want to go back to the sustainability piece because that's something that, that you know, I think it's, for me, it's close to my heart. I got young kids. Um, as they grow older, I feel like I start to pay more attention to that kind of stuff because what are we going to leave them behind? Um, I, I heard you mention earlier, uh, you've got... A son? Is that I correct? do. I have a son. Nice, nice. Uh, how old is your son? Tell me a little bit about uh, your family, man. What's outside of Image 360? Oh, man. Uh, married for 11 years nice. to my beautiful wife, Sarah. Shout out, Sarah. Uh, my son is uh, almost 19. He's wow. 18, and he's like 6'2". Uh, blonde hair, blue eyes. Nice. I don't... And he's he's a great great kid. He's actually just graduated this past year from Brandeis High School. Nice, awesome. nice and uh, tennis player, uh, varsity bowler, awesome. his whole 
career, and uh, now he's working at the shop. Did you? Sorry, so, you said varsity bowler. Yeah. That is that's freaking cool. I he needed a was... sport kind of in uh, when tennis season yeah. was off, so he found bowling and actually tried out and and did really well with it. We so, had yeah. one of our uh, one of our first guests was a guy Casey Lim. Shout out at Casey Lim. Um, he's a professional golfer, and he won um, the Top Golf tournament here in san antonio and austin they flew him out to vegas for the the um finale and all of that i saw that was that actually a top golf tournament like 100%. that or, yes by, yeah absolutely like no, get no, it in the yellow ring and which you oh, win. yes literally yeah, that's, that's exactly that's, yeah like, yeah 100 yeah that's and so cool. he actually came up runner up in vegas so number two in the entire nation so again shout out at casey Lim. but we had a very extensive conversation about tennis and um Oh yeah, you can't see I it, can't but see he, club. we've got a club right here, and he gave us a club take, up here. I was gonna take it down, but I don't want to f with it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's a little bit out of the shop. But <laughs> no, 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 he did say some really valuable things about when he was in school. He he was in tennis and in golf, and he was like, you know, I kind of look for the sports that not everybody. He had some really smart things to say about like, all right, so I can go try out, not play, get out here. Or I can go hang out in the nicest country clubs in the city for free, play tennis, <laughs> play golf, hang out and have this great time, and also have a better outlook and opportunity in my in my college future. We were Absolutely. we were like that was a it's a great point, Casey. We never looked at it from That's that perspective. That's a good aha moment for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. So when you mentioned uh, tennis and, and varsity bowling, I was like, why do all these kids get it? And I was like out here trying to do all the regular sports. You know, and they hand out bowling scholarships. There's all kinds of stuff. There's, I mean, it's crazy. So it's, is he going to go on and continue to play, or what's his plan? No, it's kind of a hobby for him. Really? So is he's called uh, playing. What's playing? the actual term? Throwing, oh, yeah, yeah. I don't bowling. know what they call it. You're right. I have no, no. idea. Rolling? I don't, rolling. I don't, I don't, I don't think know. you want to go around and be like, hey, bro, you want to go roll? Easy, easy. There's a lot of Lebowski fans out here, so <laughs> hey, be careful. Shout out Lebowski, bro. Shout out. For sure. Hey, the dude is the way uh, I prefer to refer to him. The dude. The dude. Hey, so Scott, so obviously, you know, kid, uh, is is he going to follow in your footsteps? What, what else plans on that? I think he's you, still trying to figure out what he wants to do. And uh, you probably don't want to push one direction or the other. Yeah, like, I would so for years I was like, come work for me, come to the shop, come work for me. And he's like, I want nothing. He didn't want anything to do with it. So I said, okay, when you graduate, if you're not going to go to college because you really don't know what you're going to do yet, then you got to get a job. Right. So he got a job working for uh, a friend of mine doing low-voltage cameras and uh, – installing tv mounts and doing all sorts of stuff and in the meantime when his hours weren't there he was coming in and filling in the shop and after a couple months of that he was like i like your shop is way cooler than what i'm doing there so (laughs) now he's all about it he is i think his long-term goal is to learn how to wrap and actually become a 3m certified installer and be able to to wrap whatever he wants so do you guys have 3m certified installers at your shop we do not but we are working on that actually yeah that is uh one of my guys is really close to getting certified, so that's fantastic. So tell me a little bit about uh, about your your crew, your guys. Your, who, who do you got there? You mentioned that you started with what two people? Or so two, or? when I when I bought the store, I had a, a manager that had been there um, seven or eight years, and one production guy. Which I was very fortunate to come into a store that actually had some good talent there. Um, both have, have since moved on. The manager actually stayed with me for another ten years before she actually moved awesome. moved out of the state. So it was really good to keep her. Um, but having them there it allowed me to go out and network and and build the business while I had at least a core set of people there to handle the workload as it came in. But right now I've, I've got thir- fourteen employees right now. Um, really really cool. I've got people that have been with me ten twelve. 13 years it's really really cool i've been really fortunate and there's a there's a statistic and i'm not going to quote it exactly but they say that retention 
at your job is a sign that you're running it right. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. I mean, if you look at in most that's a, jobs, that's a I mean, good have point. people of 10, you know, years plus, I mean, yeah. that's phenomenal. I mean, you're looking at major companies, you know, people that are able to keep that up. So We had a, a designer that was just in town, and, and she's actually a remote designer, Carmela. She worked for me in the shop for about five or six years, and then she had the opportunity to move to England, and she was my lead designer. And she came to me and she said, look, I, I, I'm going to move, but can we set up to where I can work remote? Well, with technology nowadays. I was like, yeah, if we can make that happen, absolutely, you can go remote. Hmm. And it's been a really cool transition. Awesome. So, and she's still I she's been with me the, 11 years now. So I can't hear the word England without thinking of like this comedian that was like, England. He's talking about like, have you ever. Is that a comedian? Or it's a comedian. Little cookie, little comedian. But his whole bit was, he's talking about like. Um, Essentially, have you ever met somebody from England and pretended like you didn't know where it's on the map? And, and so they're like, where are you from? England. And you're like, where, where's that? Is that like Asia? Where's that? England? You know, just this whole... Anyway, I'm not going to... Let me go back to drinking what I do well. Hey, DJ, can you pull that video up? Yeah. No, yeah. Hey, we'll Scott, do that. so going back. So one of the things that we kind of pride ourselves on on this show is kind of our integration of technology. Um, mm-hmm. We've all got day jobs, right? We do things outside of this. Um, yeah, I mean, some of us day jobs is daily. Never mind. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but we all really everything we do is basically remote, except for the one hour or however long we get in the studio here, right? Everything is planned remote. Everything is statistics. Shared. I mean, statistically, there there uh, companies are coming to the realization that remote employees are actually more efficient. Uh, cost Very less yep. and and they're actually more productivity right and and of course in in business I mean we're learning we're always learning and evolving and and I, I wish we'd take over some of that more of that European model where we all got get to go home for lunch take a little nap a little, a little more yeah. a little right. more productivity but hey I mean you know definitely it's 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 my definitely wife a was trend a, that's starting to happen it's definitely my wife was a remote out. employee for work from home for 12 years I mean it was it's awesome. There's a very, very large company uh, that deals with veterans that that bases their stuff out of here. Their their corporate headquarters is here. I'm talking 35,000 employees in this building, and they say about 30% of their jobs are remote right now, and they hope to get to 60% uh, in the next five years. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, I think that makes sense. That's a well, and I was going to ask personally, kind of your experience with that. One, not only in terms of like, obviously it's been successful. Obviously it works, but. Two, are there any kind of cool tools that you guys have found? Like for large, I'm assuming you're transferring large data. You're probably, uh, you, you know, utilizing things that are web-based. I don't, is there something that, you yeah, know, most of, no trade secrets, man. Yeah, no, most uh, of it's web-based. And um, we've, we've integrated some new software that's now all web-based software. It allows us to move files fairly easily. Cool. Um, and the, the time gap helps. So, you know, she's eight hours behind us and so and you guys I, are sleeping oh, she's working she's working and so she's up with cloud computing at nowadays you exactly. can dude it's 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 amazing what you so can I do can with send her an email right now say hey i need this producer proof PJ, in the morning i know you're our tech guy calm down bro you're getting real excited he's like, oh my god i gotta get it hey shout out no for real though i'm but looking it, at him but it's cool. he's like oh, i'm like, say I'm like jumping over there like but pj's right and like i mean a lot of what we do a lot of what that and that is exciting the fact that she's even behind in time because technically you're you're more efficient you're not necessarily losing any any day any if I could have somebody working for me 24 hours, right? Yeah. Like, can you imagine? So that's fantastic, man. So what other, what other, uh, you know, not to get too deep, but what other 
tips or just somebody out there trying to maybe figure it out maybe they're trying to you know they don't know because let's be honest a lot of people don't really know what the next step is or what they're gonna the five-year the ten-year plan for most people isn't a thing what would you uh, tell somebody in terms of like a day-by-day for somebody out there trying to get it man I've always kept my business fairly basic do what you say you're gonna do when you're gonna do it provide the service that people expect and you should be successful I mean that's short simple do do what you say you're gonna do do it when you say you tell them you're gonna do it and what was that third (laughs) (laughs) deliver on time (laughs) okay got it hey so we are being a little facetious obviously but you're so spot on man it seems like most of the people that come in here whether they're athletes whether they're sales coaches um whether they're entrepreneurs or marketing whatever their field is the 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 key things remain the same right like Follow through on what you say, right? Deliver on what you said you were and provide an experience that, that differentiates yourself, I think, from others. We've always been really big on customer service. Like, I, I I can tell you a situation where I had a guy, we did a full wrap on a guy's truck. Wrap should last Texas weather two, three solid years, mm-hmm. minimum. And a, a just over, a, and we warranty everything for a year. Just past a year, his wrap started to fail. And I knew it was failing because you can see what's happening to it. There was a discoloration where the lamination was failing on it, um, and I knew it was failing. Send it to me. I said, man, bring your truck in. We ripped the entire wrap off and rewrapped his entire truck for free. This is a year and a half after it was done. So you don't got to so, get into specifics, but what does that cost you? I mean, the material loans. Like thousands? Yeah. I mean, yeah. Talking so a, you're, you're a talking grand, you took a, a hit to yep. make something right for a customer. Exactly. And sometimes that's – that's what you do to make your business successful. Client for life is a lot more than losing a client over one deal. Exactly. Yeah, and I was going to say, I can speak personally for um, for actually all the guys in the room. You know, I've had the fortune of working with them outside of this podcast, and, and they all feel very much the same way in everything that they do, which is cool because, you know, we're doing something here where we want to interject fun and we want to bring people in and get to know them. But it's also good to know that the people that we're bringing in share a lot of the same philosophies, right? Like, so certainly from time to time, we'll probably get somebody at some point we disagree with, I'm sure. Roll in and be like, look, I made my business hey, off of being we, lazy, lying. So that doesn't necessarily line up with what we're doing here, but whatever, tell us about it. I don't know. But hey, man, so shifting gears, all right? So we, we were getting a little uh, into the business, like, and I love it because this is about hustlers huddle we've talked a little bit about the personal and stuff but have you guys honestly have y'all been keeping up with like pop culture this past couple of weeks like that the crazy things that are out right now the stuff that is happening you talk about image 360 right not to be cheesy and tie it in i don't know if people don't care about their images anymore or if that's all part of the advanced marketing that i'm not up on you know what i mean like some of the stuff i've seen out there man just in terms of blowing up really everything that's coming across you look at every day there's a new headline and it's it's whether it's politics entertainment uh sports uh antonio brown bro have you guys seen that this guy creates the biggest mess like or i would say mess right some would argue maybe it's pre-planned i don't know i don't know <laughs> hey on in yo hey i'm team. just saying do we even need to have a is should we have a season we got to go through all 14 games this year or should we just hand the the 
trophy over. No, I'm just curious. I don't know. What do y'all want to do about that? Lions is that, take is it. that? I'm bomb on record right now that the Lions are going to win the Super Bowl this year. <laughs> <laughs> hey, PJ is over there guy. giving me the don't say that on him. <laughs> hey, I'm ki- I'm kidding, guys. It's a joke. We're having fun here. But hey, but for real, I don't like, think he was kidding. I know this guy. He was serious. Yeah, right I was there. super I totally serious. serious. He's serious. Antonio <laughs> Brown for life. <laughs> yeah, right. Honestly, though, I'll say this as somebody who uh, follows casually. I know you know a lot of people like he's blown up in the headlines because right. of all of this. Like. Yeah, I knew who he was. He was on the radar. He's a great receiver. You can't deny that talent. But no, nobody was talking about him the way they've been talking about him the past two weeks, right? And arguably, you could say it's because of, to your point, like we might get somebody on that we disagree with. That would be the guy. And he'd be like, yeah, no, nah, I did the opposite of that. I just said the exact opposite of what I promised. And I told everybody to go F themselves. And then it worked out for me. I got to sign with the Patriots. <laughs> and we'd be like, I'm and, successful. You know, you're right. Yeah. And, he'd be like, and I'd be like, well, I don't really know what to say because you're right. You know? Hey, so uh, on that note, though, and shifting gears and just off the sake of being random, I love that little. Anyway, <laughs> you can tell why I laugh. Those of y'all that can, nobody can see it, but there's audio waves, and you just see it go crazy. <laughs> when I laugh. It's Speaking of being random, but uh, yeah, so reeling it back in. Um, sports favorite. Do you care? Man, I don't. I just, I don't. I yeah. just, I don't. I just, for the idea of sitting down and, and watching football, it just, uh, I would go crazy. Like, I, I think uh, you, I think you spend. Brother, right I here, think, Scott. I think you spend Scott, your free time hanging out here. a little bit, a little bit better, right? There's, there's some things that you do. I think you spend a little bit more time doing. What do you do when you're not, when you're not doing? What do you do for fun? Like what? What is that thing that you're doing? No, I, what are you hauling around with that big old truck there? <laughs> we talked about it earlier. Yeah, good call. So that's – I told you I was a hobby junkie. So I've, yeah. I've moved from hobby – so our, the current tow behind is uh, a wakeboard the, boat. The current so tow behind. The current tow behind is a – got to hear about the previous one. 2000 – well, let's see. We'll call it an, a Mastercraft X30 wakeboard Whoa. boat. So we are, we are wakeboarders. Wakeboarders, wake surfers. We love to play on the water. So you transition the uh, it's it's a different footing, different kind of style, with yeah. basically the snowboarding Same. into Texas style. Basically, Whatever we got, yeah. yeah. Skateboard too? I, you know, I didn't. I didn't as yeah. a kid, and I I don't. I'm not very good at skateboarding, but I'm I'm a pretty good wakeboarder, and I'm, yeah. And yeah. I did I did skateboard, and that's and that's kind of why I'm bringing this up. But but explain a little bit more like what that is. Like that's kind of a new sport, and it's kind of really kind of coming out. So and like surfing's been the, wake surfing has been around for a while. Oh, a new actually. sport like since the 40s. I don't know. Right? <laughs> I think he's, he's talking about wakeboarding versus, <laughs> versus wake wake surfing. But I mean, wake surfing's a it's it's a cool sport. And actually, side note side note, there's a, a pro surfer out there that I've known since he was like 10 years old. His name's Parker Parker Payne. Check him out on Instagram. He's a badass. Parker Payne? Parker Payne. Yeah, Parker Payne. Dope name. And, right. That cool. is, yo, that's the Double P, Parker Payne. And he's Second a badass wake boat. surfer. And uh, so wake surfing is taking the boat, weighting it down so that you can actually surf behind it. So, hey, I've got a friend. Um, I don't know if you can pull him up on Facebook or whatever, PJ. He literally sent me a, a video probably, or if you've got some videos on there, man, probably like three days ago of him up in Virginia doing exactly what you're talking about. What? Really? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So you basically drop the, the rope, you yeah. catch into the wake, you're surfing. Yeah. You're just surfing based on the wake, right? Yeah. Um, it's, it is super fun, man. Like for anybody that's ever done any kind of surfing, ever caught a wave, there's something kind of like, we talked about it earlier with snowboarding. Yeah. It's a little bit natural, man. Like you're a little bit innate in your element, right? Where you're like, I am one with the water. I really, you can literally feel it. Yeah, zen. super zen, super zen. zen. Yeah. And it's super low impact, so like you're not 
That's you a great point, too. don't hurt yourself. You can be old and not hurt yourself. That's that's, that's actually a really good point because, actually, kid. especially on the water, you've got like on your knees, on your, you know, it's it's not uh, it's not as impactful as doing something on the pavement, as running, as things like that. Exactly. That's awesome, man. And, and it's more fun. There oh, you yeah. go. There we go. Yeah. Some random video. <laughs> Super jelly, Surfing bro. Surfing it up. So for those of you that aren't watching us right now, we're watching some sick wake surfing. Um, <laughs> for those of you just listening, you, you cut it. For those of you just listening, we turned on static. <laughs> and it was great. It was a great but static boat motor. the visual image on this static was money. No, but I mean, hey, what do you expect, right? There's waves. You're, that's what you're going to hear. <laughs> hey, hey, hindsight being what it is, 2020. Like, I give you a pro surfer and you pull up some random kid with a loud boat. <laughs> no, you literally, yeah. Hey, what would like, you tell him to Parker Payne, man. Why don't you try Parker Payne? Parker Payne. Whitwell goes, that's the coolest name never, or ever besides Whitwell. And this guy's like, John Smith wakeboarding <laughs> static. Oh, Timmy. How do you wakeboard? <laughs> it's Timmy behind our boat. Uh, hey, so we talked about it earlier, Scott, off camera, but um, you know, we're looking for a producer. <laughs> and we have one requirement. Two if you group Tell, together, tell them about the requirement. The bro. only requirement is is that you be bald with facial hair. I'm in. Yo, oh, man. and I know how to spell it. Easy, hard. guys. You <laughs> might have to get a hat and wear it every day, but we have a selection. Um, I, I got so a, we, I have hey, a we love really you, extensive hat collection too. We're good. We're all good. <laughs> if, any, if it would be anybody, I'd let Scott. Yeah, yeah, hey, there you go. hey, you know we'll do a we I'm rotate good. chairs. I'll, you I'll know stick what? to the sign business. That's exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Scott, so I think I'm good being a graphic designer. I'm I don't good. know if you heard my story for the past 40 minutes, PJ. But I'm not really <laughs> looking to be a producer. Is what he, he said. He says that, and six months later we'll have him back on the show, and he'll be like, "Yeah, so guys, I've been doing podcasting as much as hobby. We got 17 million viewers a week on my podcast because I go hard." when I go in. He's know. like, you know, we I started selling them vinyl. Like, we stuff. do it on wakeboards. Cool. <laughs> nobody's ever done this before. Hey, man, so what's funny is um, I've had several friends over the past, I would say probably a couple of months that have told me, like, you know, have reached out massively on the wakeboarding. Um, Benji reached out. He's been going to the uh, the Texas Ski Park. Oh, yeah. Um, do you go out there Super ever? Fun. Hit the yeah. cables? Been out there a couple times. So what do you, what's your favorite? What do you like about that? That's a whole different style of riding. Like, literally, you can be a good wakeboarder and not know how to like it takes is time it to transition the pull versus yeah, it's, like it's 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 knowing how to line tension and how to pull the rope and having it in the right spot so literally the first time i went out there i face planted like eight times like every time i'd get off the rope bam i was like why can't i do this i can ride behind a boat all day long but the cable's a whole different story I, but I it's a lot totally of fun totally see how that would be a, a different kind of angle different different approach in and how you pull yeah, yourself up yeah there's constant up, tension on the on a boat there's you know once you say go it's go and then with the cable park it's actually got a kind of a slack to it as it goes around so you need to know where to cut and how to uh, how to yeah, ca- how to sense. carry your edge just like on a so you've, board you've got to keep that tension yourself yeah. you're the one that, that keeps exactly. that constant or know tension. when when the ropes the cable's going to turn and when it's going to break and you know so when, when, when i was younger we got a bunch of my dad's neckties and we tied them all <laughs> together same, bro. and we went to target and we sat in this buggy and <laughs> held on to the rope and somebody drove and took the turn and when that tension went bro it's gone over I, I will say this and this is not a joke uh me and my idiot friends when we were in middle school the uh the rollerblades were huge bro right like everybody was oh, a rollerblader bro you get a skater bro uh the x games trees <laughs> dude straight up like hey rail grind <laughs> 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 
with your, your tennis shoes on. Yeah, you got your on. wax, bro. You got your wax. Yeah. Yeah. I can tell none of y'all actually skate. So no, no. I'm just, I'm just gonna say that right now. I know. I know. Skaters I mean, out there. You don't gotta I'll say. I'll represent. I'm, these okay. guys are wax. Yo, literally making fun of my seventh grade self for not being a skater. So agreed, 100. But what we would do, which was fun, and do not try this at home, kids. By no means am I condoning this. Dude, the jumping on the back of the UPS trucks, like it, like, yo, they, they would skitching? get. I don't know what they skitching? would call it. Yeah, is skitching that what they called it? Yeah. Is that what they? Oh, see, I'm yeah. definitely not a skater. Yeah. I don't know. I was, I called it jumping on the back of the UPS trucks. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, let me tell you how uncool I was. Let me tell you this, this true story. All right. So one time, man, I'm in, uh, I think it's seventh grade. I don't know. This is my thanks, bro. Dig in here. Hey, get the mics on. You gotta get your reaction. Hey, so I'm there, right? I went to a fairly nice public school but we had different types and marijuana was not a uh, marijuana kids uh, right like <laughs> it was around drugs. right they but i, I came up from family where like that was like it might as well have been heroin or you know whatever right so i'm back in the woods one day we're hanging out some of the cool kids this girl i had a crush on right and i go back there and i see them like like i knew what they were doing from like the dare videos but like i didn't know what they were doing and they were, they were like hitting a little weed pipe or something. Dude, I just turned around, like bolted the opposite direction. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> They're doing I'm crack methane. I'm in so much trouble. Literally. And then listen to my my terrible turn of luck, right? So I bolt home. My dad's like, what, what are you doing home? And I'm like, I don't know, dad, I got tired. I'm just gonna go upstairs, right? <laughs> and then so we go back out, man, right? Later that day, my dad and I go to the pool and these freaking cops bust these kids. And so they thought I ran off to go narc, bro. <laughs> Yo, so like for a little bit, I had to be like, hey, I, I promise you guys, like I just went home and, and like went to my bed. I think, <laughs> there was no, like, I think was, we covered this on a previous episode, but even cops hate snitches. Yo, straight up. <laughs> I can tell you to this day, man, like it was the worst coincidence of my life. And I was like, wow, this does not look good. This is just, and ever since then, like anytime I come across weed, I'm like, hey man, like I'm cool. No, I'm sure. cool. I swear I, I won't I turn know, you the in. The last time I saw you around it, you were running away. I was, like, I do. I, hey, I'm, I still get that. Yeah, I still get a little sketchy around it, man. I'm not going to lie. But whatever. Hey, that's neither here nor there. But going back to what PJ was saying, I definitely was not the coolest kid in the world in seventh grade. Actually, kind of far from it, man. <laughs> Nowhere near yeah. the, the skater dudes. Not me neither. <laughs> so what, who were you in seventh grade, man? What did you do? Uh, I was a little fat kid. I mean, a who, fat who, dude. Who, <laughs> what? Like, yeah, no, I was a super chubby kid, yeah. and it wasn't until high school where I really kind of started to lose weight. But yeah, I was, I was a chubby kid through most of elementary school. And so, if so. you don't mind, how how old are you? you can give me ballpark, if you'd like. Close to fifty. I'm close to half no a century, shit. man. Yeah, wow. I'm old. Congratulations, yeah, brother. Thanks, man. Up, man. Thanks, man. Wakeboarding is thanks. doing you well. Man. Yeah, yeah. Rich to, and... to stay active, hit the gym a couple days a week, and I was gonna say know, it can't just yeah. be wakeboarding. What else? Yeah, do you do? no, I I go to I work out usually. Between three to five times a week, depending on my mood. What's but your uh, What's your workout? What do you my, like? Yeah, believe it or not, I go to Orange Theory. That's my yeah, workout. Yeah, no, that's, that's huge so now. I, what, been, do you, what do y'all do? What is it? So it's it's like half cardio and half weights and floor training. So it's mm-hmm. I worked out with a personal trainer for years, and that was great. It did its thing, and and I just got to a point where I needed something a little different, and. I went one day and I was like, "This is kind of cool." So, so the forces, idea, it's forced cardio. It's nobody ever really wants to do cardio. The, the idea um, is more like circuit training, right? But you're trying to keep within a certain 
heart rate. Right. They have right? like a five base heart rate yeah. zone. You kind of stay in the orange and red zone. Which and, is and just, just barely don't die. Right. It's <laughs> holding on for dear life. Yeah. Well, now, now, now that sounds good, but, but I think you got a little, you've been doing some other things too, right? Like, so I, I saw you go on a, a tangent here and, and, and really kind of get into fitness late, later on in life. But tell us a little bit about I that. I did. So that was 2012. 2012 was uh, Hell of my, a year. That was my Ironman season. The year of no the kidding. Yeah, whoa, whoa, so, whoa, what? So I did Ironman Canada in 2012. Okay. That was, and prior to that, I had never done a triathlon. So in a matter of, and literally in a mat, less than a year, I went from borrowing a bike from somebody on a, on a Super Bowl weekend bike ride. I borrowed a bike, went on a bike ride. A buddy of mine said, you should do triathlons. Because I was a swimmer and a diver in high school. So nice, he's nice. like, you know how to swim Bro. and anybody can really that's, run. People tell me that's kind so, of the hardest part of the triathlon yeah, is the swim. The swim. Yeah, the I, swim. I think most people feel that's the hardest part is what I've heard. So I literally went from... Buying a bike to in in eight months of training. That's what I've heard. Did, I've never done it myself. Ironman Canada. You're, you're the kind of cat that like if I was like, hey man, like I heard there's gonna be a, a meteor shower. I got a telescope. You wanna come check it out? And you're gonna look through it and be like, I'm gonna be in space in three years. <laughs> you know what I mean? I wanna go build, there. Yeah, I'm gonna be on the moon. Yo, so exactly to that, that point. Uh, well, actually, before that goes I ask back this to that question, whole hobby junkie, like, but, but it's more than that, man. It's yeah, like when it, you set your mind to it, you're you're extremely extremely driven right yes and nothing derails you you're just hyper focused until you achieve what your your goals were and even if it's entertainment you still are setting these goals for yourself and and grinding and succeeding and hustling if you will and well and not only driven but clearly capable right, right? and then yeah. so so i heard something a while back that um you know what, what again i won't quote it but something about uh motivation is is not key motivation is kind of fickle it's a weak emotion um, the discipline mm. is key. The discipline is the strong yeah. emotion. The discipline is what gets you to the next step. That motivation is fleeting, right? It comes and yeah. it goes. You can read a cute quote and see a cute poster and get inspired, or you can just go on and be disciplined, right? Um, so two quick questions. One first, how, how long is the Canada Ironman? What is that? So Ironman is the total Ironman is 140, 140.2. Six, I should know that. <laughs> it's, Dude, I, uh, why would it's you know, it's hundred and whatever. It's there you go. Ironman Canada. It was yeah. just just Ironman in general. It was. Oh, it's the, a, oh, it's the same Ironman so, course. Yeah, it's it's the same. It just happened. Same, you just did it different. Frigid. I just did it in Canada. Yeah. yeah. Um, so <laughs> it's a two point one mile swim. Two point oh, yeah, four mile. Two point. A hundred and twelve mile bicycle ride. Why'd you say twelve? So weird. Yeah, I was like exaggerating the fact that it's a hundred and twelve. Right? No, that sounded kind of like Stewie with his whip. Cool. Is this correct? And then a marathon, right? And then a marathon at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. That's but I, freaking nuts. I thought it was. Re- recap that. Okay, so, so so just based on what Iron Man is showing us here, right? We've got a 2.4 mile uh, swim, which that sounds about right. Yeah. A 112 mile bike, bike ride, ride, and then followed up, just so you guys know, by a marathon. 26.2. 26.2 mile marathon, run. Marathon. So yeah. a true Ironman. Yes. So you're like, hey, bro, can I borrow your huffy? I'm about to start training the, for this. Exactly. And a year later, you're like, I'm doing yeah, it. I'll go 300 miles. I'll give a shit. <laughs> this, and so Whitwell tees up my question perfectly, right? It's Super Bowl weekend. Most of us are like, yo, wings and some beer. Where's it at? We had a guest on last week. Um, I don't know if you got to check out episode four. Scott Summers I came did on. WWE. Hey, hey, for real. <laughs> and he talked about uh, finding his why. And that that's what drives him. So I, I gotta ask, man. Like, what's your why? Like, what 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 is the why behind why Scott 
comes in every day, grows his business from two people to 14, decides one day he's going to pick up a bike and then does an Ironman. I don't know that the, the Iron Man's a whole different scenario. Like that's total mental stability. Like I, I you don't think you, building a business I, requires no, mental stability? I, yeah, I you're right. You're right. You're right. I that's, that's, that's my bad. Point. I'm just gonna call you out here. I think to be able to do that much is a little bit of mental insanity. Yeah, <laughs> I would agree with you on that. Um, no, I guess uh, my why for me, I, it's really my employees. Like I feel like. Like they come in every day and they work hard and they work hard for me. And so I continually try to build that business to, I mean, I provide for 14 people and their families and kids and, and everything. And so, so that's not only for my own family and, and for my wife and my son and, you know, but for theirs, but for theirs you know, so that, that's Heavy. really my why. Huge, like I, I, I don't, I don't do it for personal. I consider myself somewhat humble. So I, I don't do it for personal. I just do it for, because I have these people. I have to be successful because they're counting on me. That's so freaking awesome. That's, that's awesome. exactly why we invited you here to the Hustlers Huddle tonight, man. Like this is something I saw in you and I, and I know that. So I wanted to thank you for coming out tonight. That's awesome. awesome. Yeah. Amazing. No, thanks PJ. Appreciate that. F- funny story with this, right? And especially leading right onto the Ironman. The, uh, does it take you back, or are you having like? It does. Is it PTSD? Wait, like, that's been ticked So, it's uh, so when I did it in yeah. 2012, it was the 30 year anniversary in Penticton, and it, they stopped having. It was the last year they were going to do it in Penticton, and Penticton is badass. So it they're coming back to it. So they're coming back to it. Wow. They actually moved to Whistler. Now it's actually going back to Penticton, which is kind of a big deal because um, it so was there for 30 years. are we watching you at the Ironman next year? You, my wife will not have that. It's no. not no. happening, dude. We, my wife will not sit what around What was the for training required for that? Like oh, all dude. day, every day? It's every single like day. Like every ounce of what, eight, everything eight you months, ate? Everything. Eight months of just hardcore every morning. Four, four to six hours? Or yeah, what? easy. I did yeah. an interval book-based training setup, so it was, which was kind of nice because I didn't have really heavy long days, but every weekend was a bike ride or a run. Or Who helped you with that? Was that by yourself? Uh, no, Great I had a, a one, really one of my really good friend of mine, a guy named Michael Condit. He was kind of my – we worked together on it, and we just – Is he an, uh, an Ironman he's triathlete a, he's as well? He's a three- or four-time 